Welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. My name is Rob, and sitting across from me tonight in his fuzzy Eskimo outfit is Nanook of the North, my mighty good friend, Marty. How are you doing tonight, Marty? It's fantastic. I, God, I kind of wish it was fucking cold, though, man. I missed that a little bit. Oh, it's not, it's going to get cold out. It will be soon enough. Soon enough. Oh, yeah. Man, it's not bad. Fighting with uh, my, my tailless cat because he's... <laughs> Scared of why did why, why did you buy a tailless cat? Did it come that way, or is it just yeah, like a Manx? Yeah, they're born that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just born that way. But yeah, he's pretty much taking the kitchen counter as his kingdom. <laughs> and he gets down to go to the bathroom and eat other food, but the dog is like in his face all the time. She's a corgi, and that's what they do. And doesn't like that. My other cat's kind of a bitch. And so he just like... Sits and very uh, needy. Because he thinks he needs snacks every time you walk into the kitchen. And Sounds like, like my four-year-old. Oh, yeah, man. And oh, an 18-age boy, too. I need yeah, snacks. Right? No, I've just been dealing with that. So. Speaking of snacks, I asked my youngest. He was really upset yesterday. And I'm, like, looking at him like, are you hangry? And he goes, yes, I'm hangry. Oh, shit. I'm like, you know what that means, right? Yes, I'm hungry. Feed me snacks. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, wow. He had, like, started to get the little devil voice. I'm like, yeah, feed yeah. me snacks. And I'm like. Uh, no, because if I'd be a terrible parent, if I fed you snacks at four in the afternoon right before we eat supper. Yeah, right. Here, here, here's a wonderful snack. It's certainly not a Catholic Eucharist. Uh, <laughs> that'll calm you down or make things burst into flames. <laughs> Jesus. No. So, tonight we're going to talk. <laughs> Stop doing that, Marty. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> we're going to go head up to the great white north, Alaska. Yeah, that wonderful state. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, I, I I'd like to go up there at some point. I've never been up there. Yeah, I I had an uncle that was stationed at the Air Force Base up there for a while. Oh and, yeah, and he was said, yeah, it was a beautiful country. Also for the certain parts of the year, you have twenty four hours daylight. Then it's oh, like yep, night yep. for like forty days and thirty days or some shit. Yeah, the, the the best you get is kind of like a twilighty dusk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, man. That would take some getting used to. It would be kind of crazy when you get up into that point. But there's some really beautiful country up there. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of beautiful country. I, our thoughts of... and prayers actually go out to Alaska. They've been hammered oh, by yeah. earthquakes in the last two yeah. weeks. So hopefully everybody that's listening to this in Alaska, I hope you guys are all safe and stay safe. All right. So our thoughts, are, we're thinking about you. And, yeah, I'm just glad we don't have, we have we had that one earthquake hey, a we, couple we months ago, but nothing compared to what they had, like a 7-8, yeah. then an 8-7. Uh, yeah, like big, 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 big ones. It's probably a good thing that it's as little populated as it is. I mean, yeah. other than like uh, uh, Anchorage is a bigger city, but most of the stuff is pretty small. Yeah. I mean, still, you well, still get damaged. Alaska is the largest state. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the largest state by area. With roughly about 57 million acres of wilderness. But most of that's still unexplored, even. Oh, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, dark forests and mountains. Like, it's just crazy. Hidden valleys and lots of big bears. Then, in like, uh, everything about Alaska, if you look it up, the first thing you think about is, well, they have... They have an outrageous amount of missing people that go missing every year. There is. I mean... (sighs) Some of it I, I, I can understand because it is just such a desolate area. Yeah. But there, there's also a lot of towns that just start having rashes of missing people, though, man. Like just. Yeah, like Anchorage. Uh, yeah. And that's the largest city. Yeah. 
Because in any given year, like they say, there's like 500, 2,000 people go missing in Alaska and never to be seen again. Authorities conduct hundreds of rescue missions, most often returning without finding the missing person or evidence at all. And I looked it up. So far this year, they're missing 309 people. Jesus. I mean, dude, you, you think about that. 309 people in eight months. Yeah. They've been reported missing. In, in, in a state where there really aren't that many people. Well, the, po- the, the population is like seven. 133,000, yeah. a little bit over that, a little roughly. But, I mean, that's spread out, man. I mean, well, the biggest, well, like, a third of it's in Anchorage. Anchorage. 290 yeah. some thousand people. Yeah. Then you got Juno with 32,000 yeah. and some. Then you got Fairbanks with 31,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always forget about Fairbanks. Yeah, a lot of people I was do. say it's around 30,000. Yeah, no, it's, it so, just seems like an, an inordinate amount of people. I oh, mean, yeah. Because then you got all the other, the, well, the, them are the three cities with the main population, but yeah. then you have, Another 272 towns or villages or destinations yeah. that holds the other 376,000 people. Right. Yeah, and a lot and of the, there's actually, a lot of little towns up there. Oh, there's but like, it is like 272. I looked it up yeah, on the internet. It's like, oh, here's a thousand people here. You know, even the even, smallest town I've seen had three. Yeah, even Nome, which is a well known town, is what it's like 4,000 people or something. It's really not that big of a, of a no. town, but it's a well known, but it's basically yeah. the end of that road up there. It's kind of your end destination, and then things hub up. Actually, I think there. Barrows is. Barrows. Actually, yeah, no, it's north. Dead Horse. I know for a oh, fact really? Dead Horse is the end of the line because that's where the oil fields are at. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And I had a buddy. He had to go out there, and he worked on the ground heaters out there. And he says, yep, Dead Horse. And he got a, a bar shirt from him. Oh, says, geez. Dead Horse, Alaska. And it's actually, that's the end of the line. Yeah, because I know. The legend goes that the prospector rode his horse till it died, and he said, I'm going to set it down here. Because, yeah, like even Nome, most of the year, it's inaccessible except by plane. Yeah. I mean, you're not just riding into Nome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of these towns are only, a lot of these places are only, a, yeah. you can go only go by float plane. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. The, the, uh, or if you want to be really adventurous, pack it in. <laughs> with yeah, a right, right. So I did some rough math on the populations, which is 733,000, I'd say. This equals out to roughly 1.28 people per square mile in Alaska. Right. Now, I did a different perspective on that. I like, took the lower 48, yep. and it basically figured out to be 93 people per square mile. Wow. <laughs> That's how much difference it is. But it's the largest area. If you put it, if you look it up on the Internet, you can see Alaska covers up yep. like a third of the United States down here. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of area. Man. Oh, yeah. It really is. I think DARP is listening because I'm getting a crackling in my headset. I've been hearing a crackle once in a while, too. I'm not quite sure what that's from. Yeah, but. we'll just deal with it. If they come in and harass us, we'll be fine. Yeah, because I'm already looking at wire. I'm like, yeah, I know. No, we'll be fine. We're just a low-grade podcast. Yeah, right, right. We're just here for everybody else's and in, in our own entertainment, and hopefully the family members, will be calling you family that are listening. Yeah, right. Hopefully you appreciate what we do. Let's say mostly our own entertainment. Let's let's be real. And anybody else that wants to come along, we're like, hey, cool, yeah, come on in. We're talking about gnome dildos again. Well, I got. Yeah, no. We well, you know, like we're talking about missing people. I looked up this guy by name is Thomas Seabold that disappeared on September twenty seventh, two thousand twelve, at the gates of the Arctic National Park. Hmm. Now, Thomas Seabold wasn't your run in the mill outdoorsman. He knew about it, but he was Thomas was had over six years of survival teaching and training. At the Teaching Drum Outdoor School, a survivalist education center that teaches Native American values. Along with even more fast, he had basically this guy was taught, he taught himself how to build like primitive shelters. He made, he made his own clothes from the stuff he got, ran yeah. a primitive snare line. This guy knew his Balarkey. Right. 
Then um, there, well, there's only one time he was kind of a he kind of had an accident where he try, almost bled out because he had an accident chopping wood oh, and shit. took an axe to his leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. This guy Thomas would spend the winters out in the forest. I mean, for like weeks and even days and weeks at a time. Wow. And this is like in Upper yeah. Minnesota. And it gets cold up there at International oh, yeah. Falls. They set yeah, some wicked ass records. Yeah. Basically, they just somehow live like a primitive. Da, 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 da. Yeah, the, everybody says he's ca- really capable in the wild. So they don't know why he disappeared. Basically, they found a diary that said going for water or something like that. And the, the guy was never seen again. Wow, that's the last thing he had was just like, hey, heading out to water. Diary. I think that was sim- either that or so another guy was. There's so many, there's so many oh, yeah. missing stories up yeah. there, and it's kind of getting, they all kind of get jumbled. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Like I said, you start uh, just even popping it up. Oh, dude, it's just broke story after story. Yeah. You can go through 10 or 11 little posts and not hit the same no. person missing. No. Like it's, it's screwed up. I mean, like one of the most famous missing cases back from the 70s with the. Uh, Senator who was up there in the airplane. Uh, Hogs. Yeah. I didn't write that down. I didn't, I didn't either. I've heard the that's story been, That's enough. been so well oh, yeah. overplayed. That's why so. I didn't write it down. But, yeah, there you have a whole entire plane that they lost track of and have to this day, and this was back in the 70-something when mm-hmm. it went down, have never found a piece. I think and, his son is still alive, and I've seen a couple of interviews yeah, with his son. Yep. But, yeah, no one survived. No one knows what happened to the plane. They've never found pieces. I mean, it's... And like you said, you've got that much territory. I can understand how some of that stuff could go down and not be seen. Oh, yeah. But you would think it, it is... a perfect example. Even in the Rockies, they have military oh, yeah. aircraft from the 50s that have never been found. Yeah. They know they crashed in this general area, but yep. they still have never been found, which kind of makes me go... Oh, uh, yeah. Um, maybe the plane didn't crash when you were just told it crashed. Like, and, and like I said, even with this one, <clears throat> it seems like somebody would have seen something, because this was a, a pretty well-traveled... Air airspace yeah. that somebody would have seen something over all that time which you know again leaves me go mm, d- did it crash did it yeah. disappear because they just lost track of it well there's so many conspiracies out about too like oh, some yeah, people said yeah. it did crash the wings ice the plane was he was assassinated yep. and there's all types of conspiracy theories out there and everybody's oh, yeah. got their own little idea and I'm like some make sense and some make more sense right so. And some of them just seem like throwing stuff at a wall and hoping it sticks. But. Yeah, but the main thing is, like we're talking about that center that disappeared, this all happens in the Alaskan Triangle. Yes. Which is loaded. With the three points of this triangle are Barrows, Anchorage, and Juneau. Yep. And that covers basically 32,000 square miles. Yeah. Which it really isn't that big of a chunk when you consider how much area there is in Alaska. No, that's a but. That's, it's kind of actually, if you look at the map, if you make it into a triangle, it's like yeah. an isosceles. Yeah, it's really it's narrow. It's really yeah. narrow. Yeah. So. yeah, it's not like your regular, you know, equilateral triangle. It's and who thought we were going to learn about geometry today right. in our podcast? Yeah. Isosceles. isosceles for the win, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy the amount of stuff in that area that has gone on. Oh, yeah. Here, I mean, you even... You want me to read off a list? I made a oh, list. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to read off this list for you folks. This is everything I looked up that's happened in the Alaskan Triangle. We're going to shut off with an extreme amount of missing people and aircraft. Yep. Bigfoot, Alaska's Bushman or Tornit. Then you have Thunderbirds, Lake Monsters, not-so-secret military bases, Harp, <laughs> some secret military bases under Mount, Mount Hayes, yep. Black Pyramids under Mount Denali, 
UFOs, MIB sightings, dogmen called the Adlet, Wendigo hill giants, mastodon, mutant monkeys, sometime angry bear gods, <laughs> otter, <laughs> otter shape shifting people, the Kushtaka. Okay, Marty, you got to tell me your story about the otter. Now, Just do it. Now, <laughs> if you go to look at, because there is a lot of really cool uh, myth stories on there about the Kushtaka. Do not type in otter men. I, 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 I implore you not to type in otter men because you will not get brought to Anchorage. <laughs> but fourth one down, you do get brought to otter men of Anchorage, but it is not what you think it is. <laughs> so just a forewarning, just put in, you know, Alaska otter man or something. It will come up, or the Kushtaka will pop yeah. it up immediately. And spelling of Kushtaka is K-U-S-H-T-A-K-A. So please type that in if you're looking up about shave 15 animal people. people yeah <laughs> then you have mermaids uh ice gnomes demon dogs called keelut and last but not least oh i forgot one in here they have their own serial killer oh, yeah. butcher baker yep then last but not least its own vile vortices which is the last and triangle yep. but yep. it didn't even make the list i looked up the list and it did not make the list of the vile vortices really yeah, it's not in the one of the twelve because you know they're all along yeah. across the equator. Nope, huh. didn't make it. Interesting. Nope. So, what kind of stories you got for us, Marty? Ah, uh, man, we were just kind of doing a grab bag of stuff here. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, first, I was just going to mention some of the mythological monsters and that up there. We mentioned some of that, uh, the Kushtaka, and you mentioned the uh, Kulapilik. Which is actually, both of them are, are a mermaid-type creature. You said that much better than I did. It didn't even sound like I said it. <laughs> You've been, oh, that's cheating. You've actually been looking at the how they say words I, in here. I didn't. I was going to, but I was like, nope, I'm going to wing it, man. <laughs> but yeah, I know they're, uh, where, where the Kushtaka are, are shape-shifting, they're, they're very otter-type creatures, and they tend to focus on adults and grabbing them under the water, killing them. The uh, Kulapilik, on the other hand, is kind of usually referred to as a green-scaled mermaid-like creature that captures children. Oh, wonderful. It actually uses, uh, I don't remember what the actual word for it is, but basically it's, it's like a baby carrier that the Inuits would use. It's a modified one like that. It's like a, uh, almost like a, a basket. Yeah, it's like a, when they put yeah. it in their back, yep. But they will actually use this and grab children and take them underwater. And there are many, many ideas. I, I actually tried looking to see if there were any uh, modern sightings, and I couldn't really find anything, but there was a lot of renewed interest in it after, who is it, History Channel, Animal Planet, did their Mermaids Alive bullshit show. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, a lot of people thought was real. Yes, it's sorry people to burst your bubble that mermaids found or whatever. The bloop, right. they were talking about the bloop. That Not real, sorry. Yeah. Cause it's I a know, cool show. It is, it is, it is because I know it's like right away I'm like, I know that guy that's talking. Yeah, yeah. He was an actor from District 9. Yeah, okay. I'm like... Depending on which groups you're talking to, what they do with the children, some of them believe they kill them immediately and drown them. Others believe they have underwater caves that have air in them where they take these children and basically feed off them like an energy vampire. Hmm deleting their life until they're done and then poof, out in the water and let someone else take care of it which yeah. I, I just found kind of terrifying 
Why? Why would you find that terrifying? But yeah, no, plenty of uh, reports of Thunderbirds and stuff like that up there, which I find really interesting. It's a cryptid I've always really liked. It's a cool idea. Since everybody's covered Thunderbirds, and there's one that stuck out. We'll just we're going to hit a lot of these topics that we mentioned. Just little yeah, boink 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 boink. We're kind of doing kind of a grab bag of just weird Alaska. Yeah, but the Thunderbird one. There's one case I found really interesting. It's about this marathon runner named. thing they do to see how fast you up this mountain and back down the record is 42 minutes they said which I'm is crazy like, yeah i'm like that dude must not be part human he has to be part right. kushtaka or something because to tile ass like that yeah but she was going up there she made it to the top of the mountain there was somebody coming down and said hey how are you doing blah 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 then he saw this shadow and he looked up and he seen like this giant bird the size yep. of a plane going to where which way sarah was going down yep. and the bird was going that way Sarah's never been seen again. Oh, dude. <laughs> uh, that's just creepy as shit. Then, got, then, like, with Thunderbirds and I got the reports, I'm, like, seeing them, like, a quarter of a mile away, and they're like, what's that? And, like, they're just perched on the ground, and it's just, oh, like, yep. it's big as an evergreen tree. It's just massive. Yeah, just huge. And, I mean, some of that, I guess you could say, maybe it's they're just uh, misjudging the distance of where it is, but... It's kind of Dude, hard it's to get a long up. ways away. Do you yeah. see that? I mean, yeah. it's one thing to see a speck of an eagle up on a tree from quite a ways away. Yeah. Be like, oh, it's some kind of bird. It's got to be a big bird. It's a long way. Yeah. When you're like, no, that is clearly a giant fucking bird sitting there a quarter mile away, man. It's it's. Oh yeah. Ugh. No, but then there's like there's so much stuff like I just, yeah, like the the saber wolves and some of that. Oh, up saber there. wolves. Okay, I never. Ah, uh, uh, they actually go by a different name too. Oh, um, I didn't write there. Commonly called saber wolves. Yeah, they're like great big spirit wolves. Oh, okay, like the, the demon wolves. Yep, yeah, yep. okay. Yeah, yeah a lot of times, like, uh, Englishmen started calling them wolves is what we, we started calling them. Why would we call them saber wolves? Are they uh, carrying, like, swords around right, or some shit? Swords out of their mouths. Just all fucking <laughs> they're, more, they're more like co Anime-looking things. <laughs> what the shit is this? <laughs> yeah, no. Then you got the ever-faithful Bigfoot. You got the story about Bigfoot, don't you? Uh, I didn't go into that. Okay, I kind of I didn't know that by memory. Right, but yeah, I went into actually the town itself, and there was a lot of weird shit, and there were a lot of theories around what was going on with it. But it was a uh, Portlock City. It started in the early 20th century. It was a cannery town. Now, this also if you look it up, it also be Port Chapman. Yeah. That's another one. They're kind of interchange interchangeable yep. for names, and you get the same story. Yep. Well, basically the entire town packed up and left in the 50s uh there was piles of disappearances uh later on there were reports that some of the dismembered body parts were washing up which is why they finally went fuck it we're done Uh, a lot of theories that it might have been a serial killer uh right away the disappearances were just uh, uh, equipped to well you know people get drunk up here they wander off but yeah with body parts washing up i i know like i said a lot of theories popped up and some of them were Sasquatch attacks that there was something in the woods like a giant wild man was catching people tearing them up and the entire town just went nope and yeah. fucking packed up and left and now the funny thing is too town. this whole town was a very prosperous fishing village cannery oh, yeah. very prosperous they were making money hand over fist yeah and the funny thing is there's no reports of Inuit people being attacked just white folks yep it was just all just white folks being white- attacked people that were working up there in the canneries yeah 
and yeah, they just appear. Like I said, it, it didn't really come out until I think I was looking at an article in the 70s, and this happened in the 50s of people finally coming out and saying, yeah, we were finding body parts washing up on the shore. Then you had that one report of that guy hit with that great big ass pipe. <laughs> like, oh, you yeah. know, he was impaled with it, wasn't he? Yeah. He yeah. like, was impaled with a big pipe. Yep. And, and the yeah. guy, then the investigator says, we can't even lift this pipe. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a massive industrial-sized pipe. Oh, yeah. And it's not just, like, a little pipe you found somewhere. This is big, heavy-duty, few-hundred-pound oh, yeah, like, killing like, machine. Yeah. You know? Then you also have HARP. That's another big thing up there. HARP stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. HARP is located near Gakuna, Alaska. I hope I said that right. Some, here's just a few of the HARP conspiracies. One, there's like weather control or earth control. Okay. I like think that's probably the biggest, biggest one. one out yeah. there. Then you have one where it's like a super spy center. Then the last one I find really creepy because I found a story that kind of correlates with it. Oh. It's about human control. Ah, okay. And this is the story about human control conspiracy is supported by the missing person case of a woman named Sarah. Another Sarah. Damn you, Sarah. Stay (laughs) out of Alaska for your own safety. Yes. In January 2008, a man was photographing photographing the the northern lights. I was like, oh, Pacific. Pacific, you know, the opposite of the Atlantic. Right, right. Basically, he was taking pictures of the northern lights. And when finished, he hunted back down to his truck. And on the way, he came across a woman not dressed for the weather. Remember, this is January. Yeah. She was only wearing a light sweater, shoes, and blue jeans. The woman also had a glazed look about her face and eyes and didn't reply to his questions like, what the fuck are you doing out here? She just continued on her way, continued to walk into the wilderness the man quickly reported what he saw to the authorities. The woman, Sarah, was never seen again. You because a that's a lot of burning man, dear. What are you doing up here? Because that's like with the Northern Lights. It's like Native Americans, yep. First Nation people, Inuits. They'll say, yes, they they make them lights just by looking at them, just by the coloration. Certain lights will make you do certain things. Right, they right. make you feel a certain way yeah, sometimes. They have an influence. Yeah. And they say harp is kind of helping that because they're causing it more active or right. whatever. Kind of uh, selecting which colors they want to choose, popping up and, and oh, yeah. intensifying or, you know, dropping back the intensity of others. Yeah. That is an interesting idea. I, I do like that. Yeah, it's just like they're with the harp and that too. I mean, it's like. It's not any further out there than the idea that they could be controlling weather. If you're doing weather control. It's not, dude. Remember what they said in our training. It is not about weather control. It is about learning stuff. This is not. It's not about weather control. Remember what they told us in our classrooms. It's about whether you want to control your own life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's just, it's just kind of that's like a creepy thing because when you start messing with that stuff, because it's so easy to mess with the mind. It really is. Even with the like, there's people like, if you go into certain basements like Ghost Hunters, I'll use this for an example. Yep. If you go into a basement and there's a lot of EMF, you get oh, that yeah. peer, you get that paranoid feeling. You kind of get goosebumps going. You feel like somebody's watching you. Yep. There's nothing in the basement. It's no. just all the excess current coming off a wall panel with the fuses because yep. it's not insulated. Yeah, it screws with your own electrical frequencies in your brain. Yeah, it makes that, you that feel paranoid. You oh God, there's someone over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, nothing there. But, and it's been shown over and over again that we can do a lot of messed up shit with the EMF oh, yeah. on people. Just auditory, visual hallucinations, 
it, it and it can get pretty extreme on certain people who are ultra sensitive to it. Yep. Like it, they will see all kinds of crazy shit and swear that that's right. There. That's why I've been drinking coffee for the last month. Yeah, there Screw we go. Screw that stuff. Yeah. I just drink pure coffee now. Just like going to get intravenous and put it in my arm. And it's actually cured the problem anymore. I had. Really? Nice. Yeah. I, I, that's just crazy. That sounds like another show at some point. Oh, yeah. Well, we should let the people, instead of, they're like, they're just teasing us. I'm like, well, no, here's the deal, folks. Yeah. I gave up coffee for like two months, well, about three months ago. Right when we started doing the podcast yeah. in March, I gave up coffee just because it started to get, started to get heartburn and all that stuff. Yeah. And after I gave up coffee, like a week later, I have had nothing every night, constant dreams I remember. And these are some fucked up shit dreams. Yeah, they're really weird. We're going to have an episode where I'm actually back on the coffee. I'm back on the sauce. Right. And I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to give it about three more months just so I go. I got plenty in my system. I'm going to drop off it again and see if the same thing happens. Because right. since I've been taking the coffee, I haven't had a damn dream yet. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's just crazy to me. Like I said, there's something in it. It's it's not caffeine. At least it, to me, there's something that maybe yeah. maybe not everybody does that, but to me, it's working that way. Right. And so. that, there again, everybody's a little different on how things react. So you're saying I'm different? Well, you're more than a little different. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, even even regular medical drugs, man, will affect people differently. It'll get the same result, but there will be either more intense or less mm-hmm. uh, just on your, your chemical makeup, man. Yeah, that's just crazy. Well, it's all my good years of living. It's like nicotine, now. For a long time, but I still had caffeine because it's like, now I can't do that. I'll go without sugar. But the fucking caffeine. No, it's it's, be betwe- it's between this shiny can here right. and water now. Yeah. And coffee. But, and coffee. Just yeah. coffee. But we're going to look at some 90 days. We're going to make sure it's in my system good. Then we're going right. to like jump again. on the wagon again. Happens. No more coffee. See what happens in, in hell. So what else we got? These people are probably sick of listening to us. They really talking are. about coffee. Like, why the fuck are they talking about coffee? We're still hitting up PBR to get us hard coffee. That's why. <laughs> yes, that's why. It's all, it's all a plan. It's all subliminal messaging, PBR. It is. Please listen to us, PBR. Uh, no, man. We're going to go on. I was actually going to go on to another monster. Uh, the Eliyama Lake Monster. Uh, it's a reported 15-foot-plus creature. A lot of them have actually said it's very shark-like in how it actually looks. Um some people have thought maybe it's a type of sleeper shark, which is a cousin of the Greenland shark. Similar are, to a basking shark, I was saying. Yeah, they're, they're similar to that, and they're very long-lived. Like, Greenland sharks, we, we've researched years. a lot more. Yeah, three to five hundred years. Uh, the sleeper sharks, we don't know as much about, because nobody's really looked into them that much. But they are definitely a cousin of them. Some people have thought they've gotten into there. Now, this is a fresh inland sea. This is not saltwater. No, this is all straight yep. fresh water. And, yeah, basically there is a, a actually a breed of uh, uh, seals, actually, that yeah, they figured got, thousands got of years ago when it blocked off, they yep. stayed in here and then just adapted to fresh water. There's like another, that's like a rare case where you have just like species that just yep. like seals. There's also one at Lake Bacall. Ah, there we are again. Back at Lake Bacall, yeah. they have their own species of seal yep. that's just indigenous to that yep. lake. And that's all they stay in is that. And that's what these things are, too. Um, there's a man. I mean, it's been reported for years and years and years on this. There's actually even a few years back, somebody, they didn't get it on film, unfortunately. They actually saw something 
And again, it looked very much like a fish, not a whale. Some people went, "Ah, oh, it's the type of whale that's gotten in here." It's like, it's fresh water, man. It's it hasn't there isn't really a whole lot of access to the ocean for this. Yeah. But you know, maybe a whale. And with the whale, you would see it a lot more off too, because oh, it yeah. breaches all the yeah, time. Yeah, they breach constantly. But yeah, somebody actually saw this kind of in the shallows, flipping around, and it was like fifteen to eighteen foot, and it. Their description was it was very much fish-like, like a large shark. But it was uh, a few years back, a guy named Bruce Wright decided he was going to search and study for this. And he was a, uh, he was former military. He was worked in the Guard up there. And uh, he had another friend who was also ex-military, Mark Steger, said, yeah, I'm going to help you come look for this thing. Uh, he goes out fishing a lot. He's like, I'm going to go out and occasionally try to fish this thing up, see if we can get it. One time, him and his brother-in-law laid out a 200-foot long line along the bottom of the lake, and they actually anchored it out with a big 38-pound anchor. Well, they went a few days later to pull this thing out, see what they've caught. The thing was, every so many feet, it's got a big hook on it. They had salmon heads for bait. So, I mean, it's it's a heavy tension line. I mean, it's not like your regular fishing line. There's a lot of big steel line, super high, intense nylon so they start pulling this thing, or going about to check them, start lifting them up, and a bunch of these uh, four-inch stainless steel straps with the nylon cords that were with the hooks, completely gone, just completely ripped off of the thing. A uh, couple of the other large snaps were still there, but bent over. And I mean, these are heavy stainless steel. Guarantee they're at least, at least yeah, the biggest problem with my pinky, like about a good three-eighths. Yeah, three-eighths to half-inch thick. This yeah. is big. Uh, the 38-pound anchor that was designed to keep the line in place and under normal circumstances would had actually been moved over 50 feet along the bottom of the ocean, or the, the inland sea. And uh, I know some people, uh, where it got dropped was like 100 foot deep water, where, where this was. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, the, the whole line at that end was just tangled into a massive ball of just, yeah, something had just fucked this stuff up. I know some people said, well, it might be some of the seals messing around with it. And it's like, the seals up there that, that live in this lake are not that big. I suppose it's not impossible they could have gone down yeah. messing with it. But uh, it was also way too deep to have just been snagged by a boat. Yeah. I and mean, you're looking at 100 foot deep. You know, no boat has, you know, a pro that's dropping 100 feet into the water that's living, that's going on this lake. Yeah. You know. But yeah, they had no explanation for what it was. But the guy said at that point, he's like, I'm not fishing for it anymore. Yeah, like he said, I'm sorry, I want to help you out, man. But anything that tears that stuff up, I don't want to catch. No, no, that's <laughs> like I, I don't want to deal. with I would it. have to agree with you there because, well, like <clears throat> some of the theories on that is that it's a uh, sturgeon, which yeah, sturgeon yeah. are co- are in that uh, lake. Yeah, they are, and, and they sturgeon get can get enormous, and they do get big. There again, it is also a fish, yep. which would kind of like a sharp yep. shark shape. But there's also reports of people that like it's just has like one guy I was report where like kind of a head came out like a serpentine head yep. came out of the water. Yep. I've seen some of those stories too. And it's like we said before it's like well there's no pictures of it. Like you always you're trying to figure out mentally with your mind what you are seeing before you right. think about the damn like trying oh, yeah. and you're panic it cuz you're like what the fuck is that? Yeah, cuz your your brain basically goes into like a, a form of shock at that point. So you're like what is happening here? Cuz I've done that even at a lake around here. I'm like what the fuck is that? Oh, okay. It's just after a little bit you're like, "Oh, it's a big piece of driftwood." Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's it's it can be kind of creepy. This thing kind of floating towards you. You're like, "Oh, oh shit, what is that?" Like, oh, okay, there's leaves. Yeah, it's just a big chunk <laughs> of log that's floating. Yeah. 
Well, since Marty went to the water with the big scary creatures, I'm just going to go stay on land. Uh-oh. We're going to talk about the Jinx E Hawk or the Urching Hawk. Basically, ice gnomes. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you had me all, all excited. Like, Ooh, some kind of bird up there I don't know about. Yeah. Oh, fuck me, gnomes! <laughs> the ice gnomes, is their, well, the Jinx E Hawk, or ice gnomes that they're more commonly called. The most current case of the Jinx E Hawk or ice is from the most recent sighting of them. I'm repeating myself. Sorry, folks. <laughs> is from 2005 near Palmer, Alaska. Mm. A young girl asked her mom if she could go outside and play toward evening, and the mom said yes for a little while. A few minutes later, the mother heard a strange sound outside and looked out the window to see a small hooded figure about the size of a child darting between trees. She went outside to find her daughter, but her daughter was never seen again. <laughs> wrap the First Nations people Inuits I don't yeah. know what's the proper term to call right. them just call them the Inuits they have a dreaded fear of this creature I Wait, mean I they're like soon as like I was watching some YouTube videos on it and there's like these people like that this it was just getting to our evening they went to interview this Inuit and it's a really nice playground there's like no kids sun's still out no kids because it was getting to our evening and they're like they're deathly scared of this creature wow and in the same town, there's another report. A few years later, a local security guard was answering a disturbance call on Halloween night in a residential area. The weird thing is the town usually shuts down by 8 p.m. because, but this is his first time, first Halloween working, so right. this guy didn't know that. And, well, the security guard did know that the whole, this, and while he was went out, he knew about the Jinxiac or heard of it. He's like, yeah. ah, whatever. He went out to check out the call. And when he went out to check on the call, two large stones were thrown at him. Oh. And he admits afterwards, he went back with stones. He's like, I couldn't pick them up, more or less throwing these things. Really? Yeah. And he Man. said the creature was like three foot tall, right. had a had a hood on, and looked to be made of animal skins. Oh, man. Like little tiny fucking berserkers, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. If To me, that kind of belief, I mean, that you're going to actually have kids in you know by six o'clock is more than just a a a, a fear if you will of a myth yeah. there's so actually think that because if you think about something three foot tall which is childlike yeah it might because it reminds you of the hobbits oh from yeah. like indonesia yep. the florentian yep why couldn't there be one up in north because it wouldn't because there's there's so much space up there that oh yeah I'm like, it's not that problem. And, and considering when they were around, mm-hmm. that was still connected up there by that land bridge. Yeah. The time those things were and also, too, no it's like maybe these, these Jinxiac were so used to foraging down the forest and like they become like, no offense, kind of like raccoons or coyotes and get right. used to the easy food supply oh, and yeah. the garbage. And they're like, oh, we're just going yeah. to town at night, raid their garbage, and we got free food, dude. We ain't got to yeah. do as much work and we get just fed. Yeah. Yeah, think about even people back in the day. There's a reason that they they really grew up around water because food, even before we were growing it, was more plentiful there. So yeah. you're gonna go where it's less work to get food. Yep, and it's no different than uh, bears themselves in parks. A lot of places have now put up things like, "Hey, do not feed the bears because it gets them used to people, and they will come into your camp and get shit and get out of the cooler and just yeah. tear your shit up because <laughs> they're used to people giving them. Oh stuff. yeah, you know it wouldn't be any different i don't think i mean you're gonna go where it's easy food oh yeah and i mean if you've got so that that miles and miles of wilderness where you can hunt for you to grab too yeah 
I'll take the easy route. Less yeah. calories to burn. Wow, look at that. That sure is a small animal to kill. Child's gone. You <laughs> yep. know what I mean? I mean, that's... Yep. I mean, they're, they're probably Because the Jinxiak actually have had, a, had a past history of being very violent, mm-hmm. aggressive. And they've been known... There's actually been reports of them killing people that just run across them. They just oh. kill them. Just, like I said, tiny little berserkers, man. Yep. They just... Holy they're shit. Got, they're really swarthy. They're, basically, they kind of drew a picture of what they look like, and they basically look like a hairless dwarf. Right. Yeah. From Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, but a D&D dwarf. Yeah. A bald berserker dwarf. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Oh yeah, that's yeah, pretty that's wicked. Incredibly aggressive. And I I don't see why it couldn't be something like that. I don't. I say that's a better possibility because actually oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of legends are actually based on previous things. Oh and yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're it's finding stuff now that's been gone for millions of years. We thought, but it's still around. Oh yeah. Coelacanth, sorry, oh, people. Oh yeah, exactly. That's it's it's a little bit different than it was like twenty millions years ago. Right, but I think it's, still, it's like. It's pretty much damn close. Basically. Well, even even look at the the uh, horseshoe crab dude. That has really gone through very little evolution. Now, granted, yep. we've they haven't gone anywhere. We've known they've been there. Yep. But they've been living for millions of years, pretty much unchanged. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are little minor little tweaks of things to deal with bullshit in the water, but the thing's been surviving for millions of years with people just ignoring the damn things out there. Oh yeah. Why couldn't something else? Like I said, coelacanth for one. Uh, another one, and I I honestly believe. That they probably are a small population, even say with like the Tasmanian tiger. Yep. Where they thought they were all killed out. There have been a lot of reports down there of people seeing something that looks a hell of a lot like the Tasmanian like tiger. Like a cy- cycling? Yeah, cy- the, thy- th- the thylacine. Thylacine, there we go. And yeah, they've thought they were dead. There's plenty of species. Well, just recently they found some uh, frog somewhere. Was it in Europe or over here that they thought had been wiped out? Yeah. And oh hey no here's a population that's growing back out of here that they thought they've been dead for since the eighties. Yep. And they just found a big population of them starting to grow. So it wouldn't back. be that hard because you get something more intelligent than what an animal is oh, yeah. that's been doing this for hundreds of right. thousands of years, at least twelve thousand years. Yep. And it's like they're gonna know that wilderness better than anybody. Oh yeah, well, they've been through you know basically end of the ice age and everything else with it changing and. Yep. They, that's where you, the hardy folk. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see that's impossible at all, man. Then you got, I also got to talk that's about. That's crazy. <laughs> then we also got the Katani. You ever heard of that? Uh, I'm not sure I have. Or it's more commonly known as mutant monkeys. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Katani are baboon-looking creatures that stand about four feet tall. These Katani are carnivorous and supposedly have killed humans in the past. They also like to live in caves. Uh. And that, I've seen drawings and they're like, got the weird, I don't know why it, I don't know if it's the artist's interpretation, but they look like baboons. Right. And they've got three toes and three claws. Yeah. But on their back, they got like this weird rocky type hump. I don't know if that's just whatever. Right. Artist's interpretation or something that naturally. See, but there has been never been any reported monkeys in Alaska. Primate. No, no, no fossils. Primates. No fossils uh-uh. found of it all. But mm. the, I've heard people say, well, they can't live in such cold. I'm like. Look at the Japanese snow monkey. Oh, yeah. They can oh, survive yeah. up into negative 20 yeah. below. They hang out. So it's a typical little... winter day. They oh, can yeah. survive in South Dakota. Yeah, they're just and chilling. The... There's plenty of pictures of them out there. Snow covered. They look like an old wizened kung fu master with snow hanging off their face. And they're just, like, chilling. Yeah. So they, yeah. Don't, they don't really so, care. So that's, again, like we're talking, like they asked last episode about ivory towers. People got to get out of their ivory oh, towers. Yeah. 
because there could actually be monkeys up there. And, like baboons are nasty, oh, nasty yeah. ass monkeys. They're mean. They've they're, taken they're, down tiger lions oh, yeah, before. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love baboons. They're they're a cool looking animal. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna mess with one, man. They no. are they are terrifying. They like four inch. Oh yeah. Incisors on them. They're just angry, angry fucking things, man. I won't mess with. No. I, I give a lot of credit to even like the old Sinbad and the whatever movies where they have like a small baboon with them. Man, that's ballsy to have that actual baboon. That's not CGI, man. This is like 60-something. Yeah. yeah, that's They're actually real. with this small baboon. I'm like, no, fuck that, man. <laughs> Rip your throat out. <laughs> yeah, I want one, but no, man. No no thanks. It's a dangerous animal. No, because man. a lot of people keep reading like chimpanzees, like like Bobo, Michael Jackson's chimpanzees. Oh, yeah. Them things are like 10 times stronger than yeah. us. They're like four foot tall, yeah. but they're like 10, they're solid muscle, and they're 10 times stronger mm-hmm. than an average man. And honestly, and the first thing they attack is usually your genitals yeah, and your face. Say, especially as a man, you don't want one of these. And nobody's really sure usually what sets them off. The ones we have had in captivity, yeah. like as pets, have been great for 12 years. All of a sudden, just sudden, one day they boom, just snap. They're like, I'm in charge. And yeah, they will like tear your nuts off. I mean, literally tear your nuts off and then just start mangling your face. Yeah. They'll leave you alive. Yeah, but they'll make sure that you're scribing yeah, and you remember you're, who's you're, in charge. You're no longer, yeah, you're no longer an alpha, and nobody wants you now, but yep. I'm in charge. Yeah, no, they're, again, it's an animal I love. Chimps are cool as hell. Having one as a pet, you're an idiot. I, mm-hmm. I don't care how good you are at it. No, man, you don't know what's going to make them snap. And it's a little different than have a dog that may snap at you. It bites you. This thing literally has opposable thumbs and will just start ripping arms off. They can. They could literally yeah. rip your fingers right off you. Yep. And they're, they're, Won't even they think about it twice. Meat. Yep. Don't, don't let it fool you. They show you pictures of them eating leaves and stuff and ants. Yeah, no, they will eat meat too when given the opportunity. They're, they're an opportunic, uh, opportunistic. There we go. Big word. Eaters. Yeah, oh, yeah. So what else you got, Marty? Um, we're going to go up into the air on this one. Uh, this one's just a quick one. Uh, it's a there have been a lot of UFO sightings up there. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of lights in the sky. <laughs> tons and tons and tons. Uh, but, like, the biggest one was the Japan flight back in 86. Yep. Uh, the Japanese airline. A lot of people heard this story, but it's a cool story. It, it's it's never really been debunked, in my opinion. Uh, a dude flying a Japanese airline, coming over Alaska, heading back to Japan, starts seeing this thing following his ship. And he calls in saying, hey this i've got something up here and it's not a plane and they tracked it on radar and everything with him thing followed him for quite a while <coughs> finally bails and it's i think it zoomed past him plenty of times within really close range yep. and finally it, it took off well he ended up flying home made a report on it and he's pretty much shunned at that point i mean it's japan there's a very different especially yeah. in 86 a mm-hmm. different atmosphere that and he was basically lost his job for saying this and was told you can't keep talking about this. And it's been mostly covered up. They're like, oh, no, we didn't have any. But they have printouts of of the radar reports of this thing, that there was a second ship. That yeah, was they have like zipping. a ghost. Yeah, they have it like different points. And I'll oh, yeah. see where it's trailing them, too. In, in just a matter of seconds of the, the radar blip, it's already, you know, way behind him. That mm-hmm. was way over here. But, but- you know, just... Uh, Piles of sightings up there. Oh, yeah. And, like, let's just stick on the Japanese one for right now. Right. There's, like, people that came in and said, you didn't see anything. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they, luckily, the investigator, that uh, private investigator that was happening to get a hold of this, yep. and it was there at the time, 
he actually was able, I can't remember the guy's name. I, I apologize. But um, he actually had the tapes from it. He yep. has a copy uh, of the yep. originals yep. because the originals mysteriously disappeared. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're just, oh, oh, sorry, that's gone. Yeah, it never happened. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, I mean, the guy kind of got was disgraced, too, and I feel bad for the pilot. I think he ended up getting into some private place eventually, but he's kind of tried to stay out of the main, My, the, the limelight of it. Because it was a big deal. He was like, I saw this thing. This is dangerous. What is this thing? And yeah, he pretty much got shut down and shunned. And like I said, I think in a follow-up story I saw on it at some point, he ended up getting into a private place that hired him up. And he just did pretty much short little jaunts from island to island over through parts of Asia. And that's... He still ended up going money. through a vile vertice, like you got the dragon sea yeah. there. So yeah. I still had to go do that. Oh, yeah, no. They're like, yeah, hey, you're perfect for there. this job. You go fly this island. You got to go through this dangerous part of the ocean yeah. by Japan. Awesome. Thanks, dude. <laughs> oh, very good. Thanks. Yeah, I, I can't wait. And you're getting paid less, and you need to keep it quiet that you work for us. And if you see All anything right. in the air, you don't you don't right. see anything. Well, I think at that point, man, if your life's been crushed by that, you're never going to report a thing ever again. Oh, no. No, fuck. Which is probably a terrible thing because oh, it is. you've probably seen other stuff, too. It's like like you're saying, there's hundreds of reports of UFOs oh, in Alaska man. every year. Yeah. They're just It's a phenomenal place. And why do you think that is, Marty? It, well, mayhaps. Well, mayhaps. Uh, mayhaps. No, I honestly, there's a lot of stories of small vortices up there that... Uh, either time-space warp uh, into another dimension. And I honestly think that's where some of the people and other planes have disappeared even. Yeah. Well, they're all, no they're all coming to see the Black Pyramid. They might be seeing the Black Pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what buried underneath Mount Denali, I think I said, right? Yeah, it's off of Mount McKinley, like oh. to the west of Mount McKinley under, I think, Mount Denali. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's off to the west of... And that was brought to light by the enthusiastic, intrepid reporter, Linda Moulton Howe. Howe, man. Uh, yeah, no, uh, apparently, uh, this whole thing popped up back in, like, 92. Apparently, there's a guy who was ex-military, uh, and there was a channel up there, Anchorage Channel 13, played this report that these geophysicists had found a large pyramid buried under the ground up here that was actually bigger than Cheops down yep. in Egypt. Yep. Uh, the guy went looking at Channel 13 to get the news report because he's like, oh, this is really interesting. I'm interested in this. And they said, we never ran a story like that. And he's like, what? <laughs> I, I watched it. Uh, you know, I need the tapes. And they said, yeah, we never ran a story on that. See, the guy asking that question didn't know the guy in the soundproof booth yeah, right, with the right. dark sunglasses and the little MIB hat. Yeah. Stop that shit. But, yeah, he actually got a hold of family and other people. Like, hey, did any of the channels around you carry this story? Channel 13 is apparently the only one that carried this story. They ran it once, and that was it. It honestly remind me of the uh, story of the Polybius arcade game. Have you ever hmm? seen that? No. Uh, back in the 80s, there was a story of this arcade cabinet that started mostly in the Northwest, it was seen, called Polybius. And a lot of people believed it was a, a NSA or FBI experiment that was going on. Because what would happen is people would play this game. At night, somebody would come in, and it was usually men in black type, mess with the machine... And the game would get harder, and there were certain people who started having side effects from playing this game. 
and and all of a sudden the game just the con the cabinets just disappeared and there's no record of this thing existing uh there's no pictures of an actual polybius machine but there are a lot of people who have a, an idea that this was an actual thing hmm yeah, now, and it's kind of like this now, story okay. from Anchorage 13. Go back to the Polybius arcade yeah, game thing. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of a movie, like yeah. The Last oh, Starfighter. Was that, that's was it, that, actually, could that movie have been based on that yes, rumor? That that was some of the basis of the original Last Starfighter storyline. I did not know that. Just, my my yep. rusty gears just put it together right now. So you're yep. like, Starfighter. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's, it's very much like that. They thought it was a, a CIA NSA training device. For what? People that did, or a mind control thing. They're not. Nobody's really sure. There's a shit ton of theories on it, but nobody has any pictures. Uh, supposedly, a few years ago, a copy of it showed up online and then immediately disappeared. So there are a lot of people say they remember seeing the game, but there's no record of it existing. And that's kind of what this this Anchorage 13 story just reminded me of. Is like he he saw it. They say it didn't exist. That they have no copies of it. <coughs> But uh, anyhow, uh, let's see, it was uh, Douglas A. Mutchler was his name. But yeah, they said uh, nobody else had seen this story. No other news stations ran it. He ended up sending, now this is all apparently, he had sent a letter to Linda Moulton Howe wondering if she would like to hear his story and, and talk to him if she knew people that would know more about this and find out info that he didn't have on it. Uh, apparently other anonymous retired military have also come to tell what they know but the odd thing is the only person they will talk to is Howe mm-hmm. for some reason they will not talk to anybody else it's all been anonymous uh, a few years later she actually went on the Coast to Coast show with George Nury and yep. this uh, overnight radio show anybody doesn't know they talk about paranormal if anybody listens to this podcast I guarantee they know what, coo- You'd think what they Coast would. to Coast yeah. is you would hope but uh she went on there and actually played her, his interview with her on on their show. Yep. Uh, I don't know, she, she was stating that it's an ancient structure that produces energy, and that was part of his thing, and it had enough to power Alaska and probably all of Canada, and the government is trying to cover it up. Uh, there are other people that believe the government was involved with it. It's an ancient thing that they've been... Uh, working with and don't want people to know which is why they nixed the stories deleted everything the odd thing to me is why does it all just go back to linda moulton howe who before this predominantly was got her her foot in the door of of paranormal research with cattle mutilations and ufo sightings uh, the, the best one I've heard. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying with Linda Mullenhall, she probably is an established figure in this yes. circle, and she's easy to get a hold of. So, but the the one skeptic theory that I saw on it, which also makes sense to me, was that uh, it was actually built by Howe herself in her imagination as a way to stay in the limelight and make some money off it because she has written some books on it. I was like, oh. Yeah. That's kind of like a sharp jab. Oh, it was, man. When I <laughs> like, saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, ouch. I, I, I don't want to jab at her like that, but... It, well, you, when, did, you didn't... You just repeated right, what someone I'm else said. what other people have said, but I, I can see where they're coming from, man. I mean, nobody else will, will talk to anyone but her. There are other high-level... High we got know, Nick Redfern, oh, yeah. um, Ken Gearhard. 
Well, I mean, it countless. I mean, even if you want to go into like some of the ancient, other ancient alien guys, because she's part of that group too, man. Yeah, she hangs out with she them is. too. But there are plenty of people that would certainly listen to your story too, and they are, they are all connected with each other. Yeah. It just seems odd that people just anonymously bring her stories. Even Shatner's involved with it now. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I was like, oh Bill, what have you done? Yeah, but. It does make he sense needed to pay money. He, he did. He, he was running out of some, <laughs> some cash. It's like, oh man, maybe when they when they uh, reprinted up the original series stuff, all that money they cut out of some of their uh, their um, money that they get from it every time they re-air it. And also, like, we're gonna see. I'm gonna stick with this black pyramid thing. There's like a heard. Right. I heard a rumor about it that the reason they found this was because there's some. Geofit. There's a military base up yes. there, and a lot of people saying if there was a military base there, people know it's because you need road to get transferred in there. And the area this is located located at, there's no aircraft. There would be yep. major aircraft going back and forth, like with any military base. I was on. I've been on. Yep. Been on plenty of military. There's always aircraft in there, especially helicopters. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Yep. But. The reason this was found supposedly is because of 30 years before this, it was found, brought to air. Right. There was a China performed an underground nuclear test, and somebody's like in the up in Alaska felt, what's this energy spike or yep. that is weird earthquake that was just really, really, really localized. Yep. It was pinpointed at, in that spot. In that spot, and that's how they found this black pyramid. Yep. Because yeah, then they went through and did. Uh, I don't. It was, I don't think it was ground penetrating radar yet at that point because that was early nineties. Yeah, wasn't really known. But there's other stuff they do. They would like set off blasts and record. Yeah, you could tell it's like you basically wait for the echo, like echolocation yeah, yeah, with yeah, the like, bat yeah, to tell like what's underneath. And it's basically an earlier version of ground penetrating yep. radar, or a little more invasive version of ground <laughs> penetrating radar. No, but same same concept. It bounces off. Oh, here's hard bedrock. Here's and yeah, they shaped out. This massive black pyramid. The, the idea of it itself, I love. Oh, yes. I, I really do. There's actually a couple. I got a couple of books that are actually kind of dealing with the black pyramid. Oh, yeah. And supposedly it puts off organ energy. Yeah. Which is actually a energy now I think people are talking about. Yeah. It's like pyramid power type energy, organ energy. But there's a couple of books out there that deal with like time slips and all that. And yeah. it's dealing with a black pyramid they found in Alaska. And I mean, I... I, I can understand why maybe that would be a source of just the sheer amount of little uh, portals that seem to be up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it certainly maybe isn't the cause, but it is possibly helping fuel some of them. I mean, and if it is under that much ground, that thing was there a long time ago. Where did someone talking. build it underneath the ground? Ah, true, true, true. Guys, I, I can already hear that people saying, true. why are you guys muddying the water on this? I'm like, my philosophy on muddying the water is, that's how you find the big rocks. Oh, right, right. You can't let the water just sit still because they're covered with gook. you got to yep. get it all messy so you find out you stub your toe on the big rock. Yeah, once you, it settles, you find the rock you're looking for. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, and some of that stuff, like we've talked with other subjects before, too, it's such a wide topic it, mm-hmm. it's really hard to just like pinpoint and be like well it's got to be this no i mean it, it could be anything ideas of like i said you got portals here maybe they're completely unrelated i don't know uh could be but to me it, it kind of makes sense if this thing pushes off because there are a lot of spots up in alaska that blow up electromagnetic stuff uh campuses get crazy uh, electrical stuff quits working in certain spots yep. so there are there are bursts of energy at some point well it's, it's so close to that there, 
this is it's just on top of the planet and get, right. they get hit more by it. that's the northern yeah, lights yeah, are caused by solar yep. winds yep. that's what that is all caused and, by and there again you yeah, did not know you're, you're looking at uh an area that is already itself magnetically unstable mm-hmm. i mean plus big, you got a fault line that runs through yeah. it like it's part it's actually that whole denali mountain range is actually part of the ring of fire yep and that's yep. worldwide. That goes. Oh yeah, yeah. That hits all along Asia through Japan. Yep. Too bad it didn't take out California. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's working on it. See, but, but yeah, no, it's uh, I, I don't know. To me, it just makes sense if if that is there and it's pushing off energy. Why wouldn't it? Like I said, if it's not directly responsible for these portals, it could be something else. It might be part of what makes them a little more unstable. It seems like where they pop up and yep, up and down, open and close so often. Well, with that many people, well, I would hope that I missing. hope somebody would stop him, you know, because I think they got the Inuits believe in this bear god. I think he would stop it. Uh, you would hope, because they have the bear god Torgusuk. Yeah, this guy is not. I looked him up. This bear god. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the stories I found. In 1957, a fisherman was out was trying to outrun an ocean storm and looking for a place to weather the storm out. On the distant shore, he saw the plume of, village, of a village's campfire, which he raced towards, looking for shelter. When he got to the village, he found it deserted of all the villagers. Looking around, looking around perplexed, he saw something white move among the trees and walk out. It was the largest white bear he saw. Its shoulders were even with the top of the village huts that were seven foot tall. Oh. The fisherman hauled butt out of the area. And there has also been several more reports of this massive bear in the area, but none of the villagers have ever, ever seen again. Again, with all these people disappearing. Yeah, dude, it's it's a lot. It is. But it's also if it, oh, what's that guy? He was at Carthage. That guy, that socialite kid that got disillusioned with the rich life, and he moved up to Alaska and died in the bus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read the uh, book. The book's awesome. Yeah. I wish everybody's uh, like I should do more research. Yeah, right. I can't remember the kid's name. But that, yeah, that was like one thing. Like disillusioned people like to go there. That's a lot of missing people aren't like, oh, I can make it up in Alaska. It's nice. Right. No, you don't. And you, it, it really is kind of the last, in my opinion, of the U.S. outer rim, if you will. Yeah, it, it's it is a place where a lot of people go to get away from the rest of the bullshit down here in the lower forty. And they can like they start oh, yeah, over, dude. It's as soon as you're up there, you can disappear. Like, intentionally, you're off the map. You may not talk to anybody. You may not see anybody for a year or two or longer if you wish. Because yeah. there's enough space to do it. Yep. You know. It, uh, or in some cases, never again. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Like, uh, The thing I, I like with Alaska, though, not all of their paranormal stuff is bad. No, there's good there's, stuff too. Yeah, there, there's like uh, the story of a ghost lady. I didn't look. I did. I looked it up. I was kind of reading through it. So I got We don't always focus on the bad things in the world. Right. We focus and, on the good and, things too. And not all of it. I end up writing down. But yeah, there's a story of, of this ghost lady. Is an Inuit woman, and and she ended up dying out in the woods and that. And there's a lot of people that are hiking up there. They will end up having somebody like tug on their arm, whatnot. And it's actually a sign. Of, of good luck and like people will actually leave because she has like an old abandoned cabin where she apparently lived and like if you leave like a treat of food or something out for her it's seen as a sign of good luck and and you will a lot of times have like a small visit from her and the rest of your trip goes really well and it's not like an evil 
awful scary spirit at all. So basically, you, it's like the mirrored fair. It's like the guide people. Yeah. It's like the mirrored image of our white lady, Lala. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the opposite version yep. of her. But yeah, yeah. They they leave her, you know, gift of some food or something like that, and and the rest of your journey will go good because she's graced you with this. That was not a beer, folks. <laughs> it was not. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, not all this stuff is is awful and wants to rend you limb from limb. But I'm like, uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to jump back out of this bear thing since you cut me off so bad. Right, right. <laughs> I'm already didn't cut me off. There have been several more reports of this massive bear in the area, but none of the blah, 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 never been seen again. This white bear also has been spotted in Greenland, Alberta, and Quebec. Oh. One couple repeatedly saw a great a giant white bear with two heads oh, while shit. on a gondola, gondola, gondola ride in, up in Alberta. Oh, my God. Now, could, now these, a lot of people are saying that these white bears around there could be a remnant of the Ursa Martimus Terranus, otherwise known as Pleistocene polar bear. Oh, yeah. And then things are massive. Yeah, they were huge, man. I mean, regular polar like, bears if are you look the at, biggest shit. Oh, yeah. They're, they're terrifying. Well, you ever been to the Minnesota Science yep. Museum? The yep. one in Minneapolis, they have that. The world's largest polar bear is located yep. there, the one that's taxidermied. But that picture I put on Instagram, did you see that? Yeah. That's a very, very misleading picture. Did you notice that? No. Because if you look at the picture, it has a gun, and standing next to the gun is a small child. Yeah. So that makes it look like it's ten times bigger than what it is. Because right. that's a, probably a very, very large polar bear. Right. But it's nothing like this. So I say, yeah, it, it's a large bear. It's a, it's misleading because I looked at it first. I'm like, holy shit, that's some dude standing. I'm like, oh no, wait, the gun standing next to a yeah, small yeah, person. That's a, a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a large, it's a large bear, but it's kind of a misleading picture. Right. Which is the intention. Yeah. But, no, uh, good God, a two-headed one? Yeah. Then you also have reports of, some people say it could be the short-faced bear, another Pleistocene oh, yep, bear. Yep. And there have been reports of the short-faced bear in um, Russia. I would say Russia has That was not that long ago. Like, no. in the 70s, it was reported. Yeah. Like, a trappers were like, yeah, they, they know their animals. These guys out in yep. Russia, Alaska, you guys know your animals oh, yeah. in the area. And... <laughs> I got a funny story here. This took me down a really bad rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they know what's out there. And I'm like, if they say it, it's a polar bear, it's a polar bear. Right. Then there's yeah, like. take their word for then it. Then I found, I read up about the spirit bear. You ever heard of that? Basically, it's mm. a spirit bear is a black bear that's actually white. Oh, okay. And I'm telling a couple people, oh, it's just a spirit bear. Well, black bears are really small. They're yeah, like they're one of the smaller bears yeah. compared to Kodiaks and grizzlies yeah. and polar bears. Then they also do, which is run on the short face, but they just found a new one a couple of years ago in South America. And this is a giant short face bear. Oh, yeah, yeah. This yeah. tipped the scales at 3,500 pounds and towered around 11 feet tall when standing up. Yeah. And this was found in South America, the bones were. Yeah. Yeah, as I say, it seems like recently there was a short face bear story, and that's what it was. was yeah. yeah, they found a new one. Yeah, no, that's a. That sure face bear, man, that's a creepy looking goddamn thing, dude. Oh, yeah. It's very distinct from other bears. Because it's actually, its forelimbs are longer than its hind limbs. Yep. And they can run up to like 40 miles yeah. an hour. <laughs> Wicked fast. That's faster than I mostly drive in town. Right. I'm a slowpoke. Super strong. <laughs> good reach on it. Yep. Oh, and guess what? Don't run from bears. They are fast. Yes, they're they very go. fast. They kind of do a sideway thing at you, yep. but they're, they'll yep. catch your ass. Yeah, they, they are quick. Then they also said, well, maybe this creature has this genetic disorder called myostatin. Hmm. Basically means double muscling. Oh, okay. 
this would make the bear look massive. Like if you look, myostatin is actually being used on a lot of cattle now in beef production yep. to double the amount of meat. Up. Yep. You've seen pictures on the internet, it's like where it's yeah, got a really big ass the, and it's just like it's like steroid. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a steroid animal. Yeah. But that's being used a lot. That's actually they're actually pushing forward that genetic disorder yep. in the beef industry. Oof. And they explain that, that if they had that myostatin, it would right. look like larger than what it needs to be. And I mean, it is a naturally occurring mutation. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm but made, seven made foot me. tall yeah, at the shoulders. That's, that's almost two feet taller than I am. Yeah, and muscling doesn't account for height, let's be no. honest. It's just going to make Because that's just the shoulders. you got to figure the yeah. head pops up, and that's oh, another God, four yeah. foot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, uh. Even just being next to... And not a live one, thank Christ, but like a stuffed average grizzly. You don't realize how big that goddamn thing is until you're standing next to it. You mm-hmm. really don't. I mean, no. on their hind legs. Jesus, no, that is a massive animal. Oh yeah, and and these things, and polar bears are bigger than that. And they don't taste like bacon. This, thing, this no, no. And they're related to pigs. Yeah, they are actually yep. bears are related to pigs, but yep. they don't taste anything like bacon. That's terrible. Which is probably good since pigs apparently very much taste like us. So, uh, huh? Yeah, that's oh. why it's called long so pork. How, how do you, I, under, I know that. I'm just joking. <laughs> you, you know you do. I, I know my long porks. <laughs> We've eaten people before. Come Shh. on, man. God damn it. Don't say yeah, something no, like that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they're like a, a cousin species to each other. I, I don't like either one of them, man. Like wild pigs. I've I actually seen, uh, when I was in Louisiana in the Army, I actually seen, like, a small herd of them, and they yeah. were just, like, fast as fuck. And they, oh, yeah. They got away from you, but that buzz was, like, 100 yards away, and they yeah. saw me, and I, they took off. Yeah, no, none of those creatures, man. Those are just aggressive. So what are you, some of your theories about what could be causing all these missing disappearances? I honestly... And all this, just basically, it's not a missing episode, but basically... Right. What could be causing all this weird fluctuation of right. reality, let's say? I honestly, I I want to gear towards portals into a, a multi space, if you will, uh, alternate realities, uh, string theory universes, and XURs possibly, like we've discussed on other stuff before. I, mm-hmm. I think that's it's very plausible to me that that is there. Like I said, we've done even scientific stuff working with Higgs bosons and all this stuff where we've started opening little portals to... You've actually had light particles show up before they're supposed to be there. (laughs) Yeah, that that we think is from an alternate timeline, universe, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I I honestly think that is... I I don't always buy into every triangle that's out there because, I mean, realistically, you can find weird shit and make a triangle around it. You can find points. But there are certain places that just seem to have more. Just draw it in. Yeah. It's like it's more focus in that yeah. area. And and it doesn't even... It's like a long time ago, uh, my thoughts were on ley lines. And I do think ley lines are a thing with the energy lines wrapping around <coughs> the world. But there's a lot of them. Like this one here doesn't exactly line up with a lot of the regular ley lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's something else. I don't know if another alternate world something has gone haywire over there which is popping them up and like we said you've got a lot of random magnetic stuff already going on up there which may be playing havoc with them may exacerbate the problem you know like i said they're they're feeding that energy to it that it needs 
and maybe shouldn't be opening, but they are popping open in random places. Just the luck or unluck of the location itself. That's kind of the theory I got on the whole deal. Basically, my theory could be that from all the intense action, like where you got the subduction, all the energy yep. being released there, that could be causing it too because there's so much amount of energy, like you said, pretty much playing havoc with all the other ones. Yep. And that would explain like, the Pleistocene air creatures scene, right. like, especially the bears. That could be like they just be slipping in and out, or just they're just phasing just just enough into where we see them for a little while, and they're like, "Oh shit, that's huge." Yep, and then it just kind of not not even necessarily a portal at that point. Just the area itself is in somewhat a state of flux. Because I I would be interested to notice like if it'd be interesting if somebody could actually do this, or maybe we should. Basically, if you correlate when earthquakes happen to when sightings of weird shit happen, either. Before or right. after? Now, now I know a lot of times lights in the sky appear before uh, pre pre earthquake, yep. big earthquake, and and those I don't know is it's UFO. I think there's something else triggering those lights in the sky because they're not actually. I mean, technically they're a UFO. They're flying in the air and they are unidentified, but doesn't necessarily mean they are manned by something. No, uh, something like a will of the wisp kind of deal or a Foo Fighter. Yeah, Foo Fighter. But something is triggering that. We, we, it may even be a natural geological reaction. That's like you know. That's like the, if we're going, now we're going way away from right, we're right. going way away from Alaska. But now we're talking about I'm going to talk about the Marfa lights. Oh yeah. No one's actually figured out what the fuck they are. No, no. In all the years, and there were reports of them back in 1800s. Yeah. That they've been getting sighted out there. People go out to find it. It's always a little ways away. You can never get to it. Interesting stuff, but yeah, I, 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 there again, I think it's a natural occurrence. We just don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. But yeah, like something like this, it, it could be, like I said, even if it's not a portal, just the area itself with all the stuff that just lines up yeah, correctly just, or incorrectly, depending on how you want to look at it. Yep. Things phasing in and out. Even just the inordinate amount of UFO lights that are seen up in Alaska could be either geological because of these kind of things fault line type stuff because like i said it is on the ring of fire which yep. is very tectonically active and volcanic which creates a lot of weird friction stuff that we don't fully understand yeah but even if it's something phasing in and out from somewhere else like we've discussed before with stuff it, that could be what that light is is there is a ship that's zip in zip out Maybe not even intentionally. Kind of like our own planes, maybe, that have disappeared. They're not intending to end up somewhere else. They just have. Yeah. Or, is there, or we, there's yeah, there's really a lot of weird shit going on up there. It, there really is. <laughs> Especially, like, like, in Canada and that. I got two other. These are totally off topic for right. Alaska. But there's reports of a giant ground sloth killing beavers in the wilds of Canada. Uh-huh. They heard. I know you're pretty sure you've heard that story yeah, before. Yeah, Then there's another one where, where they have this place called uh, Kawarthas. Canada, I'm assuming it's in Canada, so I thought a story. They have multiple reports of giant beavers. These beavers are supposedly oh. the size of black bears. Yes, I, I have seen that. And the guy who first saw him was like, oh, it's just a bear while they wanted to turn around and said he sees the incisors like seven yeah. long. Yeah. Like, oh, that fucked out. <laughs> That's a, a big beaver. beaver man. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, no, uh, the sloth thing I, I find interesting because I, I honestly – would not doubt if we find some of the larger type sloths still alive down in the rainforest because there are a lot of them. Or even up north because oh, yeah. you would think, because like 
thermodynamic dictates the further north you go, the bigger you have to be yep. body warmth. Yeah. And these actually lot. creatures are huge anyway, so if yeah. they got a little bit smaller right. to feed better more, it would make more sense. Yeah. No, but, I can believe that. But like then you have the short face giant short face bear that was just found. That thing's huge. Oh, yeah. I guess okay that doesn't really that uh, thermal sizing doesn't well, really some of that apply. also changed because well like we've discussed even 12,000 years ago our oxygen levels were different than a lot now. higher it's, a lot lot higher it, it was still because we had breathable. giant spiders like four feet around yeah. walking around. i mean it, it was even like just pre-ice age it was still breathable to us not like it was you know six million years ago where it was pretty unbreathable to us yeah but even there it was a difference there again you <laughs> get a lot of oxygen into it you can support something i, I find that so funny i've since i've been studying about oxygen toxicity and that yep. i find it so funny a lot of these older movies like oh we're going back time dinosaurs dude you would have died oh yeah no it's... you took like two breaths passed out and died yep. cause yeah because too much oxygen yep. that's yeah, so you're, weird you're to gonna... say too much oxygen <laughs> you're gonna pass out something's gonna eat you and you're just not gonna make it that's just yeah. how it is it, it's cool in theory which is i i don't know Maybe, like, even going back into, say, Hollow Earth stuff, where other things are still living under there, I believe it's because those levels are different than what they are mm-hmm. up on here. I mean, yep. that's why they could still live. That's why Kong lives down there so well. Right? <laughs> it's crazy. I know. So, uh, so, have you got anything else for the folks? I, like, I, miss, I, I, I tried to breathe and swallow at the same time. That didn't it, work very well. It doesn't work at all, man. <laughs> no. Uh, no, man, just uh, Alaska keeps staying weird, man. Oh, yeah, it's, Alaska, we love you. Like I said, the, the place is so weird, it's had at least two different shows that I know of that have covered paranormal stuff, because there is, like... Three. Uh, oh, okay. I yeah, think there's I three, there's just two. One only was on for one season. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, just covering the stories of weird shit in Alaska, man, it's... Yeah. Uh, Send some of that stuff to South Dakota. I'd gladly take it in South right, Dakota. Right, Send right. that weird stuff here. So, if we can get anything else, Mario, we're going to tell no, the folks man, I got nothing. All right. All you people have a good night. Bye.